Welcome to the Vanessa G. Fitcast. If you think eating less is the answer to getting lean, or that you have to choose between having donuts and wine or having a body you love, well then, girl, you are in the right place. Chances are you've fallen victim to diet culture's terrible advice on how to eat and exercise. But don't worry, this podcast is going to bring you actionable information so you can start transforming your body without giving up your life. I'm Vanessa Gillette, founder and head coach of Vanessa G Fitness and Nutrition. This podcast was born from my passion for helping all women create bodies they feel confident in. Thank you for tuning in and trusting me to support and guide you. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Vanessa G Fitcast. I'm Vanessa Pozos, and here with me is Omar Pozos, my co-host and partner in crime. And lovely husband. And lovely husband. <laughs> oh, let's get to it. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited. We're you know finally really into 2024. I feel like we're rocking and rolling. And I am excited to share a little bit about um, th- this episode topic because this is something that's been on my mind a little bit more as something I... Something you've experienced a good bit. Yeah. Well, so I myself um, went through some pretty severe adrenal fatigue, also known as HPA access dysfunction. And with that, you know, I, I feel like I'm finally truly recovered. And it's something I've been talking about sharing with my team quite a bit of like, it's really incredible how much better I feel. You know, when I was going through that just energy always felt horrible. I just like really just felt terrible all the time. And there was a long time where I just kept thinking like, I just want to go back to how I felt before. I just want to feel, go back to how I felt before. But I feel like I'm actually at a place where I feel better than I've ever felt before. It wasn't about going back. Ooh. It was really about going forward and getting to a place where I feel a lot better. And it, so- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, and so I know there are so many women out there who are- you know, maybe in the very early stages of a cortisol imbalance that may eventually lead to adrenal fatigue or HPA axis dysfunction if it is not taken care of. So I wanted to do an episode about some of the kind of like not really talked about signs and symptoms of a cortisol imbalance, things that um, people would be like, oh, surprise, maybe to hear that that's a, a potential symptom of a cortisol imbalance. And just kind of like bring some awareness to some of this stuff. Yeah. And I just want to throw in there this as well, because seeing you go through all of this stuff and seeing how hard, not only on you, but like on the both of us and like our relationship and just how you showed up every day. I am so sorry that you're dealing with this because it's freaking hard and it's frustrating. And the worst part is I feel like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, you can go to different doctors, you can go to different places and it seems like nobody gets it. Like nobody understands mm-hmm. you. Right. So listen, Vanessa, out of, any, out of out of all people, knows what you're going through. So listen up. I think we're about to drop some, some good um, nuggets of knowledge here. Yeah, absolutely. Because really, it's the women who are often in the worst position are the ones who have been conditioned to just living in this constant fight or flight mode, this uh, sympathetic nervous system state, this really just like stressed nervous system state. But the thing is, these are typically the women who, when you ask them, like, are you stressed? Do you feel stressed? They're like, oh no, I'm not stressed. Or they might just be like, oh, well, you know, there's all this stuff going on. But like, of course, like that's just life. I have Timmy to soccer practice. Work is a mess. My, you know, I'm busy in every direction, but it's okay. Like life is fine. Yeah, they're like, I don't, I don't feel stressed though. It's just, it's my normal. And that's the key. They, to them, it feels normal. 
And that's the problem because they might even be in a place where they're like thriving off the pressure. They're like, I perform better when I'm under pressure. Like I love the hard deadline. Like it's just, you know, like, yes, like I don't mind the pressure. I actually enjoy it when my life is like this. Oftentimes it's those high achievers that end up in this position. And the reality is regardless of whether or not you feel stressed, it's all the same to your body. So if we're in this chronic stress state, we're not having enough balance between a stressed nervous system and a relaxed nervous system, then there's only really so much that your body can take before eventually it's just going to start shutting down. That's when we can actually end up in that state of adrenal fatigue where our cortisol is now bottomed out. And at this point, it's basically like your adrenals just kind of stop producing cortisol because they've been producing so much of it for so long. And it sucks because it can feel really good while you're just like thriving, living off all this cortisol. You're like, I have energy. Like, I'm just like, wow, like doing all these things. (laughs) I like that. I'm like, that's not how I feel. You just feel like you're like like, when I'm chasing Zoe, I'm like, ah. (laughs) (laughs) You feel like you're just on like hyper speed and you feel good. You're like, yeah, I'm thriving under the pressure. And then at some point, things slow down and suddenly you're like, I feel tired all the time. I don't feel like myself anymore. I feel really blah. I'm like starting to gain weight. I like, there's just a lot of different things that happen. So that's why I, I want to help the women hopefully catch it, bring some awareness to what might be happening with their cortisol before they get to that place where it's, I don't want to say it's too late, but it's a lot harder to recover from. Because if you get to that place where you're completely bottomed out and you're just like really at what I would consider stage five adrenal fatigue, that's where I was at, then it's going to be a long road to recover from. And that's okay. You will recover. It's, it's completely okay. But if we can catch it earlier on, it's going to be an easier road to recover from. So let's, let's dive into some of these weirdly specific signs that you might have a cortisol imbalance. Yeah. And I honestly, I wish that somebody would have taught us or shown us these things before you went through your whole um, journey, because I mean, good gosh, just again, seeing what you went through, I'm like, I wish I would have at least known to be like, Hey, maybe check this area out over here because Mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot. Well, so, and what's funny is as I'm going to go through this list too, like I, I really did make this list primarily off of the things that looking back on, I was like, Oh, like it makes sense that that was happening because that was likely related to the fact that my cortisol was either too high or getting to that place of being too low. Some of these symptoms are more so of it being too high. Some of it are more so symptoms of it being too low. That's why we're referring to just a simple cortisol imbalance. Um, but so let's let's dive in here because like the first one, for example, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. Number one, twitching eyelids. So huh. this one is, that's interesting. Yeah. This one is kind of funny because I, and I don't know if you remember this Omar, but I remember there were like a lot of period of times where I would just be like, God, like I can't get my eyelid to stop twitching. And I would be like going through a day and it always would come up on days where I have a lot of calls Yeah, and it'd be like these like important zoom calls where I really need to show up on. And I would be like trying to be very present on this zoom call. And I would just be in my head being like, can this person see how badly my eyelid is twitching <laughs> Do, right now? Does it look like I have a lazy eye? <laughs> yeah. Like it's just, like I, it, it's, you can't not think about the fact that your eyelid is twitching. It's like this involuntary twitch. You just like couldn't control it, but it makes a lot of sense because that's essentially you're in this stress state. You're going to have those weird muscle twitches yeah. and an eyelid twitch is a very common one. Um, so that's number one. I always thought it was dehydration, but it could be. Yeah. And that's where a lot of these symptoms, these are not symptoms exclusively to a cortisol imbalance. Got it. Okay. There could be other things going on. So if you're just like one off one of these symptoms, you're like, 
oh my gosh, I have that symptom. That's me. I must have a cortisol imbalance. No, not necessarily. These are just examples to bring some awareness to, hey, maybe we need to do some things. Yeah, maybe we need to do some things to help support our body, help support our nervous system. I gotcha. Yep, so that's number one. Number two, noise sensitivity. This is another really common one. So like I remember there was especially a period of time where it was like, um, you know, when you're like around certain people who maybe they're like very like, they be like careful where you go with this because <laughs> I'm going to be like, I don't think it's my hormones. It's the people, but sure. Go no, ahead. <laughs> no. So like, you know, how certain people will like kind of like Yelp with like small things like those, like, I'm like, I don't even want to make the Come noise. On, try it. Try like, it. Ow! Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like it's a lot of women, but they just like, you know, like Yelp a lot. Yeah. I, I like just specifically, pitch. yes. Got I it. specifically remember, like, it'd be like something like just like really something stupid that would just cause them to yell. They would just do it like for whatever reason. Okay. I remember when I would kind of like hear noise like that, it would just like create this reaction in my body to where I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, remember I, when you punched that one lady in the face? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There was no <laughs> punching. There was no punching. Yeah. That's, that's very not like me except for the like one time I took a jujitsu class and said I was going to get into it. And then I never went back. I forgot about that. Uh, But back to it, back to it. uh, Yes. But so noise sensitivity, it's really just more so um, like there, when there's a lot of high pitched noises, loud noises, things like that, they just like stress your body. Like you feel more anxious at these noises. You feel more irritated by loud noises. Um, It can be really, really hard. So that's number two. Number three is compulsively checking things like the doors are locked or the oven is turned off. Huh. You did this? So, no. So this one, I would say I didn't necessarily do a lot of this, but this is the one that I've heard from a lot of other people as well. And I, I wanted to give like weirdly specific um, symptoms here that people might like more so resonate with. But essentially what this is, it's an example of just having a little bit more... Um, like just being a little bit more anxious. You're in okay. a more anxious state. Like you're more constantly aware of things. You, well, of it's thing. not even necessarily like an awareness. It's more of like anxious thoughts. Interesting. Okay. So it's like you slow down and you're Maybe not just able just to like. out of balance because I feel like I'm this person. I'm like, oh. You just are that type of person in general. Like <laughs> you were born like, this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a weirdo. But um, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> no, but it was more of just like you have these types of. I can't believe of, I just got diagnosed as a weirdo on the podcast. <laughs> but go ahead. You just typically are a little bit more anxious. So it's like when you slow down rather than, and rather than being able to just kind of like relax your thoughts and being able to just like chill out, you find yourself having thoughts of like, well, what about this? Oh my gosh, maybe I should check this. Oh my gosh, that, Mm. this, like you're just constantly worried about things. You know what it is? I'm just such a man that I'm always just so dialed in to make sure that my family is safe, which is why I'm always checking the doors, the ovens to keep you and Zoe protected. <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry for being so manly. Such and if that's, man. if that's a, um, if that's an issue, then I'm guilty. So mm-hmm. my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I wanted to include that one because I know a lot of people would be like, hmm, maybe yeah, I resonate that with a, that, that one. That is an interesting one. But also keep in mind, these are types of things. So like, for example, Omar, like you've always been that way. You're always like, just like alert checking on things. Like I think you came out of the womb that way. Kind of. I get that. Honestly, that might just be like a, like a guy thing. I mean, especially like, you know, when we're going to bed and stuff like that, I'm like, I got to make sure everything is turned off. I don't know. Maybe I don't think that's necessarily a guy thing, but um, yeah. So like, I more so want to give this example of if you haven't always been this way, but like suddenly you're starting to be more this way. It's starting to happen. That's more of a, a change that's happening in your body that may be related to this physiological change, which may be your cortisol being off. Okay. Gotcha. 
So number four, another really common one, not being hungry in the mornings. Okay. And this is where I go back because I'm always starving in the morning. So I'm <laughs> You're like, hungry all, right, all I'm the good. time. <laughs> I'm like, I'm all right. <laughs> You're always hungry. That's definitely not, not you by any means. Um, but yeah, very, very common as well. Number five, intense sugar or salt cravings. Um, like for me, this one was a really big one. And I, it, this is what was like the worst one to experience because you just feel now like you're just out of control, especially when you're someone like me who always felt very in control with your nutrition, you know, your, your diet, things like that. Then suddenly now you're in this place where you're just like, God, I just like constantly crave sugar. I constantly crave salt. Like I just want all these things. And you feel like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? I can't even control my cravings anymore. It might not be that something's wrong with you. It might more so be a symptom of cortisol imbalance again. Can I throw something out there and, of course. and like, let me know if, if I'm in the right direction. But a lot of these symptoms too, like, sure, I, I feel like a lot of people like to throw, you know, hormones into the mix. They're like, oh my gosh, hormones, this hormones, that kind of thing. But, you know, especially like not being hungry in the morning or having like intense cravings and stuff like that. A lot of it too could be come from like your daily habits, the things you're doing, meaning, for example, if you're not fueling your body the right way, right? A lot of this stuff could come from that as well. Am I kind of picking up on that correctly? Yeah. Well, a lot of it's going to be linked to daily, like habitual things kind of thing. Yeah. So your habits are going to contribute to a cortisol imbalance. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Got it. Okay. So it's not to say like you may not necessarily have a cortisol imbalance and you may have some bad habits, but if you are having multiple essentially habits that are not supporting your health, that's likely also going to lead to a cortisol imbalance. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's all linked. You're, you're on the right track there. Um, but number six on our list here, dizziness upon standing. Now this was one I experienced a lot. Um, a lot of times it would just be like, I'm like sitting down on the couch and then I go to like stand up quickly and it would be like, just both this dizziness, but also almost like sometimes I feel, almost feel like I'm like about to black out for a hot second. Mm-hmm. Like you just kind of like your vision kind of like goes black for a second. Hearing kind of sometimes I've when it's intense would go out. Too. Yeah. So like it could also be related to an electrolyte imbalance. But again, it's like, it's not to say, oh, your cortisol being off is it's directly causing this. causing this. It's when our cortisol is off, we typically then have an electrolyte imbalance because of that, because your adrenals use a lot of electrolytes. Got it. So you're probably not supporting your body with enough electrolytes to replace the fact that you're stressing out your adrenal system, essentially. Gotcha. So essentially, these are all like warning signs, like the service engine soon light in your car. It's like, hey, we have to get these things checked out. We have to get the nutrition, electrolytes, hydration under control so that we can get this stuff taken care of before things go off whack and, and get crazy. Yeah, exactly. These are okay. like your check engine lights before your engine completely breaks. Gotcha. Yep. Um, number seven, muscle cramps and aches. So, I mean, I, I've always been the kind of person that like would really? like to get massage at any point in time. But <laughs> I remember, I mean, you probably remember too. How many times? Would Baby, I, I don't be, think this one has changed very much, but go ahead. No, it absolutely has. Okay. Your, your perception is off here. So, Think about when I was really going through. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I'm laughing because Vanessa is the type of person that can go to Massage Envy at like four o'clock, five o'clock, come home in an hour and be like, oh, I am just so sore from a massage. Can you massage me right that here? That is I'm not like, true. That has happened. That is not I'm true. I'm like, you just went to the massage place. Like, yeah, but they did this. Now I want you to do this. I'm like, that I think that happened one time. Oh, so a, it did happen. Because I had a really bad massage that time. And I was like, that was terrible. <laughs> I feel worse. Can you help me? <laughs> Um, no, but so like 
back to the points, because it's not just about me. Uh, so personally, when I was kind of going through this, I would find myself oftentimes when I go to lay down at night and try and go to sleep, I just felt like my whole body would just ache. And I remember I would tell Omar, especially, you know, this was a lot of time when, you know, I was working through this. So I'd already dropped back on my exercise or stopped really working out completely. And I didn't really have a good reason to be achy, but I just felt achy all over. And sometimes I would like almost cry to him. I'm like, Oh, like, can you just like, you know, like massage my leg, massage my arm, something like, I just like, I, I just feel like I'm aching all over. That was a big one for me. Hmm. Um, number eight brain fog. I've talked about this one quite a bit this in the past because huge, right? yeah, this was a very, very heavy symptom for me. But especially when you get more into that stage five adrenal fatigue, the brain fog cannot be ignored at that point. Um, but like for a lot of people who maybe don't even really understand what what we mean by this term, um, one way to explain it is it kind of feels like you just have this like blanket covering your brain. Like you just feel like very foggy in your brain to where it's just like things are not working sharply. You almost feel like you just can't access your brain as well. It's It's the weirdest feeling, but it sucks because you just feel like you're not fully there. Interesting. Okay. The the only thing, and I've never had this experience, but the only thing I can think of it is, is like when I don't have my contacts in and things like fuzzy and blurry and I'm like, I just wish it was like sharp it's, and clear. Yeah. It's not a sight not. thing though. Like your well, no, sight I'm is... I'm saying that's how I feel internally. I wonder if that's yeah, how you felt. Yeah. Like. I guess if you could like somehow translate that feeling of frustration to your thoughts. Correct. Or it's like you just feel like you can't think clearly. Mm. It's, yeah, it's not a fun symptom at all. Um, so if you're starting to feel this one, really want to pay attention to that because that's a big one when it comes to cortisol imbalance. Um, number nine, poor short-term memory. I feel like during this time, I would like think of something and I would like forget it on the next breath. Like I over and over again, I was like, would come into the kitchen, completely forget what I came into the kitchen for, go back to my office, come into the kitchen, forget what I came into the kitchen. Like it was just constant. Uh, memory was a, a big problem at that point. I feel like that happened to, or happened um, even like when you were like, I, I don't know where like my phone is. I don't know where my keys are. Mm -hmm. And like, good gosh, thank God you have that Apple watch to, <laughs> to pin your phone or else I don't know how many times you would have lost that thing. Yeah. But it's, it's really frustrating. A lot of these symptoms mm -hmm. are just incredibly frustrating because you're already overly stressed essentially. And now you have this symptom that honestly ends up creating a lot more stress because now it's like, I can't remember anything. I already feel more like emotional and run down. So now I'm like going to be more emotional about the fact that I can't remember anything. And I would just cry over the silliest things, honestly, sometimes, but at the time it just like felt like I, I couldn't control it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, number 10 did not feel well enough to talk to people or do not feel well enough to talk to people. If we're t t thinking in terms of a present state here, um, Omar's kind of like holding his tongue on this one. I feel like, why would I be holding my tongue? I don't know. You just seemed like you were wanting to say something, but not saying it. <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? If I did have something to say, I, which I, I don't. cannot read your thoughts. I do not know. Oh, interesting. No. Well, okay. So for me, this one would often carry into my relationship which I happen to be married to a man who loves good conversation. And when I was at my worst, I felt like I, even with someone who like I love dearly, I could People not hold a conversation to yeah. save my life. And oftentimes Omar could just like want to talk to me about something super simple. And I would just like almost start to get like upset and frazzled. And like I would get emotional and then you would get frustrated with me because I'd be like shutting down. And it would just be like, we'd have this happen all the time. Um, 
think back to even, you know, this was of course like going through the period of, you know, we were talking about getting married and then we did get engaged and like through all of this, that was probably some of the rockiest times in our relationship. And we're so much stronger now um, because of it. But through that period of time where I like could not even explain what was going on in my body, you had no idea what was going on in my body. Like you, you couldn't understand where I was coming from. I couldn't explain how it felt. And I would just often find myself in that position where you might just like be trying to like make casual conversation, ask some questions about things. And I would just get like frustrated because I felt like I could not hold a conversation. It took too much energy to try and produce the thoughts on how to respond to even a simple question that then I would get frazzled and frustrated. And I might even like take it out on you in that moment for like, almost like stop talking to me. I can't hold a conversation right now. Yeah. That one was hard because I I feel like one of the biggest um, things that we do well in our marriage now is communication Mm -hmm. and sharing with each other, you know, things that are small before they turn into a big deal or a big fight down the road. And we just didn't have that. So when I wanted to talk about things or when I was like, Hey, I've noticed X, Y, Z, or I noticed that you've been doing this. You're like, I don't even know if I'm doing that. I don't know, you know, why I'm doing it. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? Like it just, to me, it was like something so foreign. Um, so absolutely, that one was was hard. And um, I think it's when, when you don't have the ability and, and going through it now and understanding a little bit more about what you've kind of gone through, sure, it, it definitely opened a, a new perspective to me. But going through it at the moment, I just didn't know if I was doing something wrong. And of course, then I started to look inward. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, have I changed? And at the time, like you said, you know, we were about to get engaged, uh, married. And I was like, are we going to do this? Are we not going to do this? I'm like, where is this going? Um, So again, this one to me, I think was probably the biggest one. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will resonate with this one in different ways. Like it might be with um, like, there's a lot of women who we work with who are are going through things like this and they have families, they have multiple kids and it's really, really hard because they love their kids, but they find themselves so easily frustrated by their children because I mean, what do kids do? Like they're constantly asking questions. Why, why, why? Like, you know, they, they want to constantly be talking when you're in this place where holding a conversation is so hard it's really, really hard on moms, like really, really hard. Yeah, but I mean, we that being said, you can recover from this because we've had many moms get through it as well. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a big one. Number 10, not feeling well enough to talk to people. Number 11, another really weird one, nightmares. I um, This was one, that I, again, this was one I didn't like draw, like put two and two together until afterward. But I heard somebody else once mention how um, as they were going through adrenal fatigue and especially like heightened cortisol, they found themselves having a lot more nightmares than normal. Mm. And when I looked back on it, I was like, interesting. I do feel like during that time I had a lot more nightmares than normal. Sometimes they'd be like silly ones, but I I don't think they were silly. They were weird. Like you, I I think a lot of times you had a, granted we do live in Florida, so there's a lot of alligators. A lot of alligator nightmares. Vanessa was like, I just had a dream that an alligator came up and we were at this party and it attacked Zoe, our dog. And I just didn't, I was like, oh, what is wrong with yeah, you? Th- it would be often me like saving Zoe from alligators. Yeah, and, but you were like, we were at a party and the alligator came out of nowhere. I was like, how did this alligator, <laughs> you're like, I don't know. But yeah, alligators and aliens Sometimes in I my just, dreams. I thought you were doing drugs. I was like, I don't know what she's doing, but alligators, I guess. Cortisol does weird things, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's a weird one. Um, number 12, feeling sick after exercising. So this was a big one for me as well. 
um, as I really was getting into the, like before I started to actually go through the healing process of it, before I really brought awareness to the fact that my cortisol was just in the gutter, um, I found myself more and more feeling worse when I exercised. So like I was still, you know, really on my routines. I was working out four days a week, pushing pretty hard. And I was finding more and more, I just felt achy and worse. And then I got to a point where it seemed like every time I worked out, either I would have some pretty bad digestive issues right after. So it's like if I worked out in the morning or midday, like that afternoon was like not not good for digestion. Like bloating or constipation? Like what were you? Or like diarrhea. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, a lot of, like a lot of different things essentially. Um, but yeah, bloating, gas, um, just a lot of discomfort too. Um, so that, that would be a big one, but also sometimes it wasn't necessarily like an immediate acute kind of onset of something from the exercise. Sometimes it would be like the next couple of days. I almost felt hungover, like weirdest thing, but like I'd have a really good workout and be like, that was great. I feel like I, I really got some good stuff done in the gym. And then like the rest of the day, I'd start to feel kind of like down, lower energy, not great. The next morning I'd wake up and I would feel Basically, like that's all how I can describe is I felt hungover. Mm. I felt achy. The brain fog was really intense. I felt just like really unrested no matter how much I slept. Um, just did not feel well. Uh, number 13, this is our final one on the list here, uh, is a round puffy face. And this is one that I've definitely noticed more recently, like looking back at photos and videos from even before that I realized where I was at with my cortisol, before I knew I had a cortisol imbalance, I look at those photos and videos. And what's interesting is like during that time period, my body was still lean, but my face looked inflamed. I looked puffy and round in my face. And then as I was going through the process of healing, my body was definitely, you know, I gained some weight. My body looked, um, you know, definitely bigger. So like it made sense then that my face looked bigger, but then now compare all that to where I'm at currently. Now it's like my body is just as lean, if not a little bit leaner than it was pre me realizing that I had adrenal fatigue, but my face looks so different from what I did in the, in the beginning, essentially. So, I mean, that is my list of weird signs, weird specific signs They're that definitely interesting. you may have a cortisol imbalance. Um, but, you know, again, like by hearing this list, if you are resonating with some of these things, it's not necessarily immediately like, oh my gosh, you have a cortisol imbalance, you know, red flag, like you're going to end up with stage five adrenal fatigue. It's more to just bring awareness that your body is communicating with you. Your body is incredibly intelligent and it will send different check engine lights to you until it can finally get your attention. So that's where sometimes you start with the small things like, you know, twitching eyelid, um, a little bit more anxiety, things like that. And then before long, now you're waking up with adrenal fatigue. Now you're now you're waking up with brain fog. Now you're uh, dealing with digestive issues. Like there can be a lot of bigger signs starting to happen because those, you know, check engine lights are going to get louder and louder and louder until you give your body the attention it is asking for. Um, so if you are in this place, like I really, really encourage you to start to put some practices into place to support your nervous system, balance out your cortisol naturally, and really work through recovering from this. If you are in the later stages of adrenal fatigue and like you probably resonate with majority of the list, 
what you're really going to need is patience and time. It does take time to recover from this. It took me time. It takes all of our clients time. That is the biggest thing, time and patience, but you will absolutely get there. You will absolutely recover. And my number one recommendation for you in that process of recovering is to work with an expert through this process. It does not have to be one of our coaches. It does not have to be our team, but I really, really encourage you to Take this out of your own hands because this is one of the hardest things to get through on your own. I I really, truly believe this is probably something that I would never have healed from if I tried to work through this on my own. And that's even with the amount of knowledge that I have. So I really just ask that you reach out, get some help from somebody who can help you through this. But if, you know, that's not possible for you right now, um, the next best thing is going to be to listen to next week's episode where I'm going to dive into uh, some things that you can start to do to balance out your cortisol naturally. And that episode is going to be relevant for really anyone and everyone, even if you're not really noticing these symptoms yet, doing those things is going to be more preventative for you and really, really helpful for you as well. So really encourage you to come back here next week for our next episode on how to really work on balancing your cortisol naturally. Awesome. And I just want to ask too, you know, we don't run ads. We don't pay or we don't ask for any payment on, on all of this stuff. The only thing that we do ask is please share this with anybody that you guys think can help or benefit from this stuff. You guys, please post it on your stories. And if anything, help us spread the word, help us uh, spread the awareness so that people that are going through some of the stuff that Vanessa went through can finally get the answers, get the help that they so desperately need. So Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week. Bye you guys. Thanks for listening. If you learned something today, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review in iTunes. And if this particular episode resonated with you, do me a favor and take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Don't forget to tag me at Vanessa G Fitness so I can show you some love. All right, my carb queens, talk to you in the next episode.